What's going on? BTBT is back with part two of our show at The Sampler. This bonus special edition show features co-owner Leo and bar manager Joel, who brings a special energy to the episode. We talk the state of craft beer, diversity in the scene, and the future of The Sampler. Check out the BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com to get your BTBT merchandise. We got dope shirts that'll have you looking fly, and we got 16-ounce custom logo glassware, perfect for any drinking occasion at any time of the day. Visit the BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com to get your BTBT fix. We hope you're drinking right now. Crack them open if you got them, and enjoy the latest dose of dopeness. Cheers. No further ado, I'm going to introduce Joel. Wow, so man of the hour, bro. The They've been talking the you up the for legend. the last 45 minutes. Big time, so. yeah. Sorry I'm late. Bronx to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, just, uh, I just came from the Bronx. I work in the Bronx. Oh, where? Uh, Burnside Avenue nice. in Jerome. That's yeah. two stops from my hood. 188. Okay. Morris. Good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back uptown soon. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just uh, dedicated myself to finding a five-bedroom apartment with my colleagues, my uh, one of my bartenders, head bartender, my cook, and uh, my homie Kicks and Kegs, who runs uh, the beer buying as well as uh, Prospect Beer Heights, uh, Prospect Heights Beer Works. Sorry, very long. Uh, nice. So yeah. I'm here finally. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, better late than never, man. We're glad to have you on the show. So, so tell us a little bit about your experience here at the Sampler. I mean, you're, you're an OG here. You've been here for yeah, a while. Yeah, first employee, um, I got into beer. I had my first craft beer at Bronx Hill House, 238th Street in the Bronx. And I was like, damn, beer tastes like oatmeal and like <laughs> wheat and like all this craziness. And I was like, this is pretty fucking cool and artistic. At the time, I was really, my first love was graffiti and art and all that stuff. So I was like, I got no money. What am I going to get into? And then I was like, hey, beer is probably an outlet where I can make some money and actually get into the industry. So I was searching on Craigslist, and there was an opening. And I was like, fuck it, I got to go to Brooklyn. I don't want to serve cocktails. I just want to focus on beer. So I came here, met the manager, and he was like Latino. And we chopped it up. I threw some Spanish in. I was like, you know what I'm saying? And he called me back. And then I worked here for eight months. And I was like, I'm not really making money. I want to move on. So I went to Taproom 307, where I was mentored by Haley Jensing at the time, which is Haley, uh, no, I think that's her name now. She married Steven, which was the cook. Mentored them. Then SKI picked me up to run the Bronx because they knew I was okay. from the Bronx and knew the people and the beer. So they were like, hey, do you want to open up the Bronx craft beer market? They gave me three accounts to start with, and I built that up to 125, including supermarkets, delis, oh, cafe, wow. bars, etc. Then I went to manage Bronx Draft House, worked at City Hops, went to work at Randolph Dumbo, helped Dykeman Beer out, just a ton, learning every little corner of the industry, like Home D's, distribution, uh, brands, uh, bartender, server. So now I know where everybody's mind is at. You know, I knew where my boss's minds were. I knew where my employees' minds were. And I knew that I couldn't, like, you know, you have some owners that come in and they're like, you should do this, you should do that. Why is that like this? Why? Because they're not here the whole day and they don't know what's going on. So when I come in, I'm like, yeah, I understand that shit. I work behind the bar too. So, you know, kind of uh, get your hands dirty before jumping into something, which a lot of people don't do in the industry. Right. Now, now what's your history with uh, these, these gentlemen here? <laughs> these gentlemen. Tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> so. Rich used to come through. You heard. The, the first year of this opening, you heard. Um, Rich used to come through with his fireman buddies and uh, buy flights and meet at charcuterie boards. And then, slowly but surely, we started to connect and talk. And then, you know, we would shit on, like, 
we were, you know, we, we, we're the only people that could kind of talk about like hipsters and bullshit like that in the community and what's real New York and all this other shit. We love and embrace everybody, but you know, you know, you have that connection when you see a real New Yorker. So we did that and um, we kind of just grew to, you know, fuck with each other really hard. And uh, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, right, of course. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you can say, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and then we kept, uh, we were friends on social media, and then I knew that he liked cigars, so I invited him to Bronx Draft House, which had a uh, Papa Juan cigar next door. So about Rich. Yeah, Rich. And then um, he, t- he DM'd me one day, and he said, yo, did you hear the Sanford's for sale? Let's have a conversation. So we met up at KCBC, and I met Leo, and I was like, damn, this dude's mad cool. He's kind of like me, but older, and like we got all- <laughs> <laughs> a lot older, by the way. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> we connected right away like we like to drink we like to chill we like to talk shit we like hip hop you know we like the community we both Dominican we could talk back and forth English and Spanish and like it was really cool and then I was like I don't know if this shit's gonna happen and then they kept doing the back end shit while I was working and running around the industry and now one day they were like yo we're gonna close and then every week it was like yo we're gonna close and I'm like great I'm, my hopes are mad high and this shit is not gonna happen and they finally closed like late July and I was like, oh shit, this shit is happening. So I left my job at Taproom 307 and we were like, yo, we opening next week. But like, <laughs> that was our inexperience that we talked about there. I was like, I started ordering mad beer and all these distributors, I'm not gonna say their names. They, uh, they sent me the beer and then I finally sat down with Manhattan yeah. and Union and they're like hard asses who are actually super, super onto this shit. And they were like, bro, you don't have a liquor license. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I could literally keep all this shit and they can't do anything. They can't report me to SLA because I don't have a liquor license. So I could like sick dick all these motherfuckers but I didn't I told them yo come get your shit and, uh, they came and got their shit <laughs> so I had to send I had to cancel like other half KCBC and all this good shit which I said I was gonna mention names but I did and uh, <laughs> that's what happened and then it was just a crap we kind of crashed creatively we were like fuck and like we didn't do nothing for a couple of weeks and then we're like yo we better start like fixing this shit because yeah, if yeah, our yeah. shit gets approved yeah. we're gonna have nothing so Leo just started, said fuck this I'm not hiring anybody I'm gonna do this shit myself so he started bringing like wood and fucking piping <laughs> and I was like what the fuck yo we should hire somebody but he literally did it like he put up these dope ass copings that are like freight trains he fucking put up the piping he put the he got the wood from his homie's backyard he glazed it and then, like, slowly but surely, we're like, yo, what are we going to do with the walls? And then I was just sitting there. I was like, yo, we should do subway tiles. And I showed him a picture of the Jefferson train. And then he was like, yo, that's dope. And every idea I would come up and tell him or Rich, they would, like, follow up with it right away and be like, I actually ordered tiles. I actually yeah. brought this in. Oh, nice. And then we got, funny part was that he went to some um, graffiti show in the BX in the South Bronx. And he met, like, Eric Orr and, like, all these people. And then he pulled up with like my old mentor, like Cyanide, who was like the art director for Biggie Smalls, and he taught me graphic design and how to paint canvases and shit. So when he pulled up, I was like, "Yo, my homies are here." <laughs> Did I mention crazy. before that he's got energy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you already know. It's good energy, though. It's I'm the Cardi energy. B of beer. What Action Bronson and Thesis and Mero do, I'm trying to do with beer. I'm that guy, yo, Viceland, holla at me, yo, Complex. Stop ignoring me, yo. I'm out here. Beer is fucking boring. I can make it interesting. Um, yeah, uh, so we did that. Maybe another question, Joe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a rambler. No, just keep keep going, man. Keep keep, show now. keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Ramble on. Ramble on. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm good. Beer. I got some beer. Anything. Literally. 
So now, so now, so you're here, right? So, so what, what's your vision going forward? Like, what do you see for the sampler? I see us continuing to do what we happen organically. We never sat here and said, yo, we wouldn't have a graffiti bar. We were just True. being ourselves. Yeah. And we looked around and we were like, yo, let's now, let's get this idea more tight. So that's why I did like the top of the fridge to look like uh, a train station. And, you know, Leo brought some Dominican, Puerto Rican elements and we just started hanging shit. So the... The main point is to create a space that's free for the community that gets neglected, Latinos, Blacks, LGBT, females, everybody that doesn't really get a voice in craft beer. We all know it's the same, like fat bearded guy with a collar shirt with his brewery on his chest. And like, that's the face of beer. But nah, it's a, it's a motherfucker with dreadlocks that acts crazy. It's, it's fucking Dominican guy. Like we got brewers in the Bronx that are Dominican, <laughs> yeah. Puerto Rican that are hood as fuck, but they know their shit. Unity and, and diversity, yeah, my friend. we to bring everybody together. And we, yo, even the new community, you know, the people that move from Michigan and Vermont, we want to say, hey, yeah. come here, yeah. learn the real yeah. story about this community and this neighborhood. And, you know, my partners actually grew up here. Like, you know, it's it's like a crazy story. Like, they survived this crazy shit mm -hmm. and they became superheroes. Like, they became, the superheroes of New York are firemen. Like, yeah. they became those people and came back to their hoods where they fucking went through shit and like, gave back you know right so we're just trying to come into a space for local you know not to shun people but you know there's artists that come to brooklyn they paint a wall and then they do an art show and they're renowned they're known they get a few little outlets right. and they're good like we want to like look eric or i bet you no one knows who that is he was endorsed right. by keith herring like he bombed the trains with keith herring al diaz he wrote with bosky on the street those are two artists who are renowned on t-shirts, Urban Outfitters, all this shit. Right. But what about their friends? Like, they got kind of lost and forgotten. So that's all we're trying to do. Just, you know, highlight real shit and then not neglect our beer menu. Like, this shit is about beer at the end of the day. We love beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. As different as we sound, as yeah, yeah. we know our shit. Like, there's dankness on tap, seven crazy IPAs, double dry hop shit. We have Belgian beer. We have easy approaching stuff for Corona, uh, Heineken drinkers too, like Pilsners. We got all type of stuff, so that's what we're trying to do. It's just like change what beer is, but right. not the beer. You right. know what I'm saying? No, that's dope. That's dope. And we actually asked the question before these guys, but but asking again to you, like, so let's say somebody comes off the street, newbie, right? They're drinking Corona. <laughs> they're drinking, a whole completely answer they, for that they, one. <laughs> they're drinking Heineken's. You know, they come in and they're like, you know, they're looking around. They want to try something new. What would you, right now, based on what you guys have here, what would you recommend? Happens every day, and I've seen it happen in other bars, and they go, oh, this is craft beer bar. And like, you shouldn't respond. Like, those are the people that I am more interested in, not talking about hops with some beer geek. Mm. I'm more interested in that person that doesn't know and helping them figure out and changing yeah. their lives. So if they ask for a Heineken or a Presidente, those are both Pilsners, horribly done Pilsners, but they're Pilsners. Mm. So I would go for Veltins, or I would go with Dykeman Pilsner on Giraffe, or McKellar, say, uh, say Hey Sally, like those type of beers, the light, uh, Jack Sabby House Lager to get them in. Yeah. They're a Hefeweizen drinker or a Blue Moon drinker, a nice wit, you know, Tro's Hef, which we have on, on top, like things like that, or a Saison if we don't have a wheat beer. Guinness drinkers, a stout that's a little stronger. They'll be like, yo, this is 12, it's so smooth because they're used to like an aggressive bitterness from Guinness and it's sitting at 4.5 ABV or something like that. So right. just finding what they like. If they don't like beer, I get that every day too. I don't like beer. Do you like dessert? Do you like spicy food? What yeah. do you like? Let me put you on to something because they have that kind of conditioned mindset that's like, beer tastes like fart and like uh, <laughs> fucking garbage, brown paper bags, cigar dipped in water. Like, that's not beer. 
You know, and I've had right. like 40s uh, with shit. like the end of a blunt in it, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. we all been there. Throw in the clip in the 40 and face. Throwback shit. Now, my question is: It looks like you've been uh, commuting from Bronx to Brooklyn for a while. Are you just Bronx for life, or would you move to Brooklyn? I just signed the lease in Cypress Hill, but. You know, the Bronx, it humbles me when I go back uptown. I can't stop going. Just going back uptown and seeing a dude on his stoop with a hookah. Or like, you know, <laughs> seeing bitches walk around with no money, going to Dykeman. Like, shit like that. Seeing guy, like guys play dominoes. Like, that shit still happens in Brooklyn, but it's rare. And like, going to the Bronx, I get humbled. And I remember where I came from. Like, yo, let me let me put my phone away type shit. Like, <laughs> let me cross that street. There's a group. Like, that shit keeps me and raised me. So. Don't get it twisted. Bushwick still got yeah, that Yeah, Bushwick element. still got... Yo, the hood is still here. If you walk down Star, you'll see people on their stoop. You'll see the patelito guy, the flan guy, like, it's still here. <laughs> I like the mix, and that's yeah. what, like, is kind of happening in the South Bronx yeah. gentrification. But so, so dope I'm fiends have forth. a car wash on my block, like, outside go. my apartment. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, they got to hustle. You don't got to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, I'm just trying to go back to the Bronx, hopefully. and do, I run a, a beer club called Bron uh, Uptown Beer Society. You can look it up on Instagram. It's basically we do bottle shares and beer events once a month in the Bronx um, to help these crazy craft beer drinkers that go to specialty release and collect cans and kind of bring them together like we did one at Gun Hill Tavern. We did one at uh, all over at Milk Burger, like all type of restaurants and places in the Bronx that you could bring your specialty cans and bottles and we can share, then tip out the bartenders, support them with food. So I still do that. We're actually this Saturday gonna do um, hydropunk. We're gonna uh, bring a ton of free Narragansett lagers and kind of like give it away because they're trying to draw awareness for like the Bronx is not for sale and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be a part of the community. That's all we're trying to do. Go back and forth, you know, everywhere. Yeah. yeah actually met Alvin from Trogues. He's oh, cool. Yeah, that's that. yeah, yeah. that's why we got a permanent Trogues uh, line. Yeah. That's so the like, only reason the Union Beer got in here. Thank Alvin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Pittsburgh, and we used to do. Basically, you know, bring whatever we could be traveling around every week, you know? And we would do the same deal, like little bottle shares, just do whatever. I love that kind of concept. It's a, it's yeah. a great way to get people together and oh, just yeah. spread the word, see what's out there, especially if you got people on the road finding stuff that you can't get locally, you know? Yeah. Me and Alvin went to high school together. We used to look out the windows at Graffiti. We used to go to Dewey Clan. Actually, Merrill went there too, and Tracy Morgan, a bunch of. If you look For at sure. the Wikipedia of Dewey Clan, it's like <laughs> neuroscience, friggin' scientists and shit. Wow. And actors is pretty dope. But yeah, sharing is caring. Yeah, sharing yeah. is caring for sure. So now, now which, which breweries or, or brewers out here now, like what's really exciting you about craft beer at the moment? The fact that you can go around, I could go around the corner and get a KCBC 6 though. Like yeah. that's amazing. Like the fact that there's fresh IPAs every day. The fact that New York started some kind of shit, even though it was happening in Massachusetts and Vermont and all these places. They kind of are making brands like Sierra and Sam Adams come out with juice bombs and haze bombs, mm -hmm. like, which is insane to me, which is not really good for them because we know it's going to sit and go bad, but um, beer is good, man. Shout outs to all the breweries doing it and people that are trying to be different, like Transmitter. They're not trying to right. you know, do the juice bombs. They're doing Belgian stuff. You know, LIC got a cool shit. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, other half is dope, like I said. Uh, Randolph Beer just opened in Dumbo. Those guys yeah. are really good, too. Like, Gun Hill in the Bronx is amazing. Dykeman is working on their facilities uptown. I mean, beer is just amazing. Like, 
Everybody's just doing different shit. And I'm I, I, absolutely. And shout out to Dave from Gunhead. We were just out there a couple Word weeks up. ago. Shout out yeah, to yeah. Kieran and Dave. Kieran and Dave, yeah. yeah. What about uh, Braven? I know that they have like an office just down the street here. Braven. Shout out to Braven, man. Um, they used to come here when I was the first employee, and they were testing out their black and their white IPA by literally buying black and white IPAs from the fridge. Okay. I mean... <laughs> You know, I could stand here and talk shit all day, but at the end of the day, it's not that easy when you're a realistic person. You don't got two million to drop on a brewery. So they started their concept and clean branding, and they went with two beers that they brew at Saratoga Springs. Yeah. You know, they got a contract brewery, start some um, hype around the brand, and then eventually open. Some people just, you know, got money, and they do it off the top, and they stay quiet, and they do it. Kind of like Bronx Brewery and Gunhill, like, Gunhill stayed quiet, open. They had a concept in the beginning and they totally changed it. And they're like, yo, let's follow what's going on. Let's make better shit. Right. And then Bronxbury kind of stayed behind. And like, they all they make is pale ales. And like, it's kind of boring. But now they're switching up and trying to be a part of the community. Yeah. Which is what they should have did since day one. And not just put a fucking burrow on your brand. And then not pay no homage to nobody for five years. <laughs> yo, blow them up, Joel. And blow them up. collaborate with HelloFresh. And what you really in, feel. Bringing wild trucks of polluted trucks into the South Bronx and then not even deliver HelloFresh to the Bronx and just suffocate us. So, <laughs> I mean, shit like that, they got a bad rep for, but now they, you know, they're collaborating with like Lexi Bella, uh, a friend of mine from the past, a local artist, I'm like trying to do that, but it's like, I feel like a little too late for y'all. Yeah, like you kind of feel like they, they should have came out of the gate doing yeah, stuff like that, giving back to the community. Learn the, I'm not going to move to Cali and be like, all right, I'm going to do some Bronx shit out here. No, I'm going to live there, see what the, what the environment is, and then throw my own flow into whatever is the demand around mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yeah, the crazy yeah. part. Like Makes you sense. in the Bronx making pale ales, why you didn't make a pill? You just made that banner, that golden. Why didn't you do that the first day to open people up to the beer? That's no. what I'm saying. That's a fair point. They probably hear it in the shit right now. Hey, like, yo, don't ever let <laughs> you don't that, hear it yet. Yo, that kid that goes into the tap room, <laughs> yo, kick that motherfucker out the tap. Room. <laughs> you know, it's funny you brought up Raven. We had Raven on the show a few months back. I mean, it's true though. I mean, everyone's path is a little different. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not, especially here in New York, trying to trying to get things going here. It's, it's not easy. And I think for what Braven does, I mean, you know, they, they got a handful of beers. I think those beers are good. You know, I, I, I enjoy them. Literally. A hand, I mean, like it's like three, two four. or three. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. But it's great Bad. to see how the scene really is exploding. I mean, you go like before 2012, there was, there was really not yeah, a whole man, lot. There was nothing. There was actually a... Kelly from Kelso said it himself. If you watch that video on YouTube, it was about nano brewers, and he said, yo, in like a couple of years, there's going to be 20 breweries, and that shit happened. Yeah. So there wasn't nothing but Six Point, Kelso. That was it, really, locally. I don't remember anything. Single Cut was the one that kind of came out and started doing the dankness shit and the juice bombs first, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I think That's why I always have a soft spot for them. And as far as Queens goes, I think the first one out there, I think was Rockaway. They were coming yeah. out, but 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 single, yeah, single cut definitely. Single cut, the the Gallus came out of nowhere with that farm to table type shit, like yeah. straight up food ingredients. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, they were uh, they changed the game a little. Yeah, I mean it's great to see. It's just great. I mean we hope more. I mean I think New York still has a long way to go, right? I mean when you have how many thirty something whatever yes, in the state. I mean, it's up to like locals to step it up. Honestly, that's what we're yeah. trying to do and be the face of that. It's like, yo, you got an idea? Get some money behind you and do it. Do it your way. Like my boys at uh, First Borough, they brew in their basement in the Bronx on Droxa. They make delicious beer. Two Puerto Rican guys, and they got a whole setup there. But they don't got the money to 
you know, backed them up. And um, they couldn't even lease out their garage as, like, what Rich did from Bridge and Tunnel, which is awesome. He yeah. got an actual, you know, he could distribute his beer and shit from his basement when he first started. Bro. It's not easy for people. No. No, 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 no. Everybody got a trust fund, you know what I'm saying? That's true. It's true. Not, not everybody does. Not everybody. So now, do, do you do any 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 brewing on the side? You do any, do any I made brewing? two beers in my life. I made a beer with my boy Jake from Taproom 307. We made a we made a pumpkin beer, and then we made a habanero and sour tamarind. Please don't use sour tamarinds if you're not Dominican. Um, <laughs> That's a disclosure, um, right? Don't be doing that shit. We let y'all rock with passion fruit. Stop. That's the first beer. We made an IPA and then actually we did some historical shit. And December 5th, which was the repeal day, when Prohibition Act was lifted, yeah. we tapped, didn't sell, we tapped a beer based on African American Puerto Rican dishes, which was the candy yams Imperial Cream Ale, which had wow. vanilla, lactose, cinnamon, pineapples, um, yams, and maple syrup. We tapped it at Bronx Beer Hall, and sure. donations went to Puerto Rico. Um, so all donations went to Puerto Rico, and we made that beer with First Borough in their basement. We tapped two Sixtos, and it was delicious. It was like 7.5. Super, like, it tastes like marshmallows, even though it didn't have the marshmallows. The lactose and vanilla kind of created this, and the aroma right. of, like, yams. Instead of the same old pumpkin beer. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. Like, Damn. put our ingredients, Sounds like you need to bring that back. Foods. Yeah. We'll do it one day. You know, one day we'll have a brewery and do some shit. We'll add a little of our fruits and our vegetables from our land and stuff like that. You know, tres leches. I'm trying to call this out now, so when we go back to this podcast and somebody comes, <laughs> out, comes out with the beer that I set, flung, more enseñando IPA, don't bite. Limoncillos, <laughs> don't use those. You got to document Kenepas, it right now. don't use those. Canepas is out. <laughs> Although I think I didn't t- Mama Juana Beer A's in Mama Juana cast Don't do that <laughs> Unless you want from Dykeman uh, That's yeah. funny We got a ton of ideas But you know It takes time Money And you know The will Right Well the brewers Are helping us out They're like reaching out They're like yeah. hey, What do you guys want to do So like I said before I was telling them KCBC said something About doing something with us And uh, so it was um, Well um, Yeah we're making a, a beer with Killsborough on Staten Island He's half Puerto Rican right. We're going to make A Coquito nice. Imperial style Asian rum barrels Then with KCBC We're going to brew Something special I don't want to say yet Because I don't know If there's a disclosure Behind it or whatever But we're doing something Latin based too An IPA and uh, that's what we want to do. We're not busting these breweries' chops. Like, most bars open up, they're like, you got to come spend money. You got to give us a discount. We just want to make a beer with everybody that yeah. we're supporting. At the end here. of the day, the fan base is going to grow tremendously. I mean, listen, the Latino community is amazing out here. I mean, it's huge. Not just the Latino, you know, minorities in general. Yeah. We're talking about blacks and Latinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to taste it. Like, yeah, that'll be an easy outlet for us to tell them. Oh, places like this, where we're a bar, we're gonna introduce them to this kind of beer. And like, listen, this is what this is in here. Like, oh, really? Let me check that out. So instead exactly. of that old traditional right. ingredients that everybody's so used to, craft has are used to. Word. We're, we're introducing uh, our our flavor to it. Yeah. You, know? you should have seen the opening. It was crazy. There was oh, black books amazing. everywhere. Amazing. There was people that don't even know what craft beer is, but they were drinking it. They were drink, drinking coquito. They were drinking um. Chimosas, which is a chinola mimosa. It's <laughs> a passion fruit on top of sparkling uh, Prosecco. And it was beautiful. There's cracked beer geeks mingling with blacks and Latinos. There was graffiti writers. Graffiti so that's what I'm saying. If you like graffiti, you're going to come. And then we'll teach you about beer. If you like beer, you're going to come. We're going to teach you about graffiti. 
Right. If you're from the neighborhood and come, we're going to teach you about both. If you're not from the neighborhood, we're going to teach you about the neighborhood. So there, we're like there you go. trying to infuse everything, which we didn't know was possible until like, thankfully I had two amazing uh, partners that weren't trying to change who I was and, and trying to water me down. They said, yo, we're going to be who we are and do this. Yeah. You know, there you I go. feel like working for a lot of people or like being on a lot of people's side, I kind of, kind of center myself and like, be like, yo, don't act like that. Relax. Stand straight. <laughs> Wear a collar shirt. I tell that to my kids. Don't, but don't do a break. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's about embracing yourself, and that's why I kind of respect people like Cardi B because they're like, uh, they're like <laughs> as, as stupid and ignorant as you see them, and these, but they're a voice for people that can't really un- sit there and understand an intellectual person, you know. And look they're, where she's uh, at right yeah, now. Exactly. Huh? She getting money. She's getting helping, a lot of money. She's embracing money. money. People she's that just are from the hood. showing an aspect that people gotta understand. That's New York. Yeah. You can't you can't turn your back on that. I mean this new crowd, like I I've just been like learning as I go too, you know, so it's funny with Joel I mean like I said, I met him in the summer. Rich knew from before, but I I didn't realize like there's always that uh that distance between you know, I'm, I'm a 47, so I'm going to tell you right now. He's, he just turned 30. So, Word. But the, there's a lot of uh, stuff that we can relate to. However, they have their their opinions. And, and it's amazing. I've just been looking at it. And it's um, accomplishing amazing things. And, and they're very vocal, very uh, proud of who they are. I mean, I love that. I love to see that because that's what we used to have to struggle with. It's just a different aspect. Right now, it's just different language. I mean, back in the day, I used to say fresh and dope. Now we'd say, it's lit. And it's turn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you heard turn. You know, shit like that. So that, that kind of stuff yeah, is awesome. Too, yeah, so. It's an evolution. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I think that's the great thing about craft beer, right, in general. I think craft beer brings people together and yeah i mean people who like good beer i mean it doesn't matter where you're from or you know who what? you are i mean if you like good beer you like good beer saying that like you, you touching upon that like especially like here comes a hip-hop culture the hip-hop culture born and raised in, in the south bronx and and look where it's at right now you know and and craft beer is parallel when it comes to that what hip-hop is in, in, in a sense to me at least i look at these cans and bottles all influenced by what hip-hop culture is all about, you know? Yeah, let's, look at places like Interboro, right? Exploitation. Every other beer they name is after is a hip-hop reference. I, I'm not going to say exploitation. Nah, it's not exploitation. What I'm going to say uh, is that it's just, it, it's inevitable to adopt, yeah. adapt hip-hop culture in anything. It is, it's in fashion. It's in the way you speak. It's, it's just a New York thing, you know what I mean? So that's what we're trying to, like, express. Like, you can't ignore it. So stop acting like it's Word. not Don't there. accept the cool names in beer <laughs> and don't put, don't. Need, I'm not talking about the brewers, but if you put something like Barrier, Don't Sweat the Technique, or you put Illmatic on a beer, <laughs> that's amazing. But then don't look at us funny when we actually sound like the people and we're living the lives of those rappers right. and we're, we relate to that. You know, don't think the beer is cool and then like, yo, that, that guy's rapture. That, that, those, those gentlemen sound crazy. Like, <laughs> well, no. well he's, t- he's, he's trying to tend to... Uh, I think what Joel's trying to get to is that, you know, it just, the expo, you know, the don't using. Don't be selective. The, don't be selective. Don't be right. so selective. If you're not about it, don't be about it. Like, exactly. You can't fake the funk. Like, you're going to get, you're going to get point out and, uh, you know, there's no perpetrating the fraud here. Like, it's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So, if, if you're not about it, 
don't act exactly. like you are. If you like Tribe Calls Quest and you want to put Tribe Calls Quest, then that you got to be comfortable with the motherfucker standing on the corner with merms on. <laughs> you got to be comfortable with the, the smell of marijuana, the Hennessy, everything Truly. that comes with that yeah. culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't just okay. be like, I, I'll take the music, but fuck what those guys grew up on right. and what right. actually made them who they are, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? You'd be, it'd be funny if you have a conversation. Because it'd be, it'd be funny to hear or, or smell that guy that smells like marijuana and listen to what he's got to say. And it'd be like, yo, motherfucker knows what he's talking about, you know? Just says it differently. Yeah. Just says it differently, exactly. Yeah. That's, all, that's what he grew up on. Yeah. I mean, I think marijuana and craft beer go hand in hand. But, I mean, that's just me. Absolutely. I mean, I've never done it, but I heard it's really good. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I, just, I can't do it. I wish I could. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for retirement. and I'm going to roll the fattest blunt ever. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Inside of a Cuban. There you go. There you go. So now, so now, if people want to hear more about about the Sandler, find out more about you guys. Where can they go? Like, where are you guys on social website? Well, I mean, where, where can we find it right now? Because uh, we actually inherited the name, obviously, and we try to give it yeah. more meaning. But the best outlet is like Instagram. You know, the Sampler BK on Instagram. Facebook is still up. We don't really. I mean, yeah, Facebook is. Facebook page is up. Instagram is where we really Twitter. We have a Twitter account. Sampler BK, all right. Yeah, we're coming to Viceland this spring. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Hopefully. Uh, no, nah, yeah, just come by and say what's up. You know? We're, so, we're, we're, 234 we're, uh, we're people. Star Street. 234 Star. What are your hours of uh, hours of operation here? 12 to 12 every day, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we stay open to 2 a.m. So, most likely I'm here to 2 a.m. anyway on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. It's so. a so good vibe. You just come by, stop by, see what we're about. Retail, right. so it's on a go. See how stay. we rebranded the name. It's it's all about the culture. It's all about learning about each other. Absolutely. I said it before. I said it again. Unity and diversity. That's what we're all about. You know, inclusive about with every aspect. There you go. And drinking some unbelievable beer curated by Uptown's own Shout out to all the breweries that actually allow me to get this shit. You know, a lot of a lot of this beer doesn't make it uptown, which is crazy. Like, yeah, that's true. That's so true. Uh, I respect that and I thank them just for the liquid. I'm grateful for the liquid. <laughs> I love that. Grateful for the liquid. So now I'm, I'm just gonna give you a platform. Is there anything else that you want to say to our audience? Just let the people know about you, about the sampler, about craft beer in general. Just just go for it. Hire more black people. How about that? <laughs> they, they nah, uh, yeah, like <laughs> Uh, find out what your neighbor's doing. If you're at a bar, drink and see what that person is doing. Um, stop trying to judge people and give everybody opportunity. I mean, you know, we need more uh, representation in the community of minorities and all that. And that's about it. And, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's, everything is law of attraction. Like, if I didn't talk to Rich and just serve them like a lame bartender, I, he would have never remembered me. He right. would have never hit me up. We would have never been here. So, you know, even if you're working a shitty job, try to get to know everybody around you and... Yeah, law of attraction is really, really a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, so, gentlemen, any, any parting words? Um, I really like this place. Uh, I like that, that that diversity is a big thing here. We've uh, we've done. I want to say this is our maybe our second episode. We we, we did an episode at uh, Island the Island Brewery. I oh, know, no, shout yeah. out to them. We'll have yeah. Black History Month. And, shout and, out to and, Island. Uh, Island. That was a really cool episode, and this is a, a, another cool one as well. Yeah. February, we're doing all uh, black artists, brewers. March, we're doing all women. Cinco de Mayo, we're doing all Mexican. Like, that's the type of game nice. changer we're trying to do. And shout out to Beer Wax, too, yo. Chris yeah, Beer Wax. Shout out to Beer Wax. Shout Absolutely. out to Bronx Beer Hall in the Bronx. Paul Ramirez, Anthony doing their thing. Line you know. up. 
Shout out to Lina Brewery, Katarina. Shout out to yeah. everybody. Gary Oliver, uh, Celeste from Harlem Brewery. Uh, that's about it for the minorities. <laughs> well, I, I, like, to, I like to say that the, the it's a good list. It's just a short artists, list. The artists that we really try to showcase yeah, yeah, sure. that are not represented. Like these guys can, uh, do amazing, amazing work. And it was something that was shunned upon years ago. And all of a sudden, now it's cool to see graffiti on the walls and people actually travel to see this stuff like we're going to have this hanging literally on our walls and it's going to be for sale and it's going to be beneficial mostly for the artist itself that you know seems to be exploited from where wherever angle there is yeah that's all basically the sample is going to be that it's all going to be about us it's going to be about inclusion every aspect when it comes to art and especially the the craftier yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's interesting about gentrification, right? It brings the good and it, and it, and it brings the, and it brings the bad. Unfortunately, it does. It's I mean, like I said, I grew up in this neighborhood. It was messed up. It was fucked up. However, uh, being that I see cool restaurants to go have brunch, which I never heard of before back in the day, yeah. <laughs> it was salami con queso if you're lucky, you know. But now, <laughs> it's like, now you have places to go have brunch, chismosa, uh, yeah. like yeah. over here, the sand club, yeah. But you know that's that's a good thing because back in the day it wasn't always that cool. It was it was kind of fucked up. You couldn't want to walk in the streets. Don't so that's a good thing. Now, however, what comes back with this is the whole real estate aspect where people are getting driven out. Yeah, uh, they can't pay the rent. Yeah, which hey, it is it, it comes with the territory. But hey, you've been here all your life. Yeah, I'm not gonna give them an excuse. <laughs> you gotta step up your game no matter exactly. what. The survival of the fittest. Yeah. I've always believed in that. Word. You know, our parents came here with nothing. They made something of themselves and. It's it's a doggy dog world out there. So, to those that that been here all their life, and they're so, so, my bad, sorry about that. But those that are, are doing what they gotta do, hey, kudos to you. You know what I mean? Find somebody. Try, you, know, you can make it happen. If you can do it. Try. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know that's why it's great to see like guys like you guys like doing your thing, succeeding here, and still keeping some of the old neighborhood alive in, in a neighborhood that is definitely, you know, is definitely a changing place. So that, that's great to see. Is definitely great to see. So uh, again, you know, BTBT, we're very happy you guys invited us down, had us here. Uh, I think this is a great place for anyone who hasn't been here. We definitely recommend coming out here, come down to Bushwick, come down to the Sampler. A lot of good brews, good people. Uh, I mean, what else can I say? It's it's, it's a fucking good time down here. Good time. <laughs> we got that loud. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> <got that> loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, man. Drink local. Drink fresh. Repeat. Cheers. <laughs> To BTBT, thank you. Good looking. And I hope to hear this episode soon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Two dope episodes in one week. Shout out to the Sampler crew. Get out there. Show them some love. It's a good spot with good people and, of course, good craft beer. The Craft Beer Odyssey continues. We'll be back next week bringing you more and more and more. But until then, stay up to date and check out all the latest info on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit that BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com for all your BTBT needs. Until next time, cheers.